Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Deezer. Leave a five-star review and some feedback as well. A big thanks to Welch & Company Jewelers, the Allen Angus Pub, your State Farm Insurance Agent, Matt Graham, and our great friends over at Presswick Golf. If you're a golfer and you need those clubs regripped year in, year out, Ed and his team, they do an awesome job. And you can also get some new and used clubs over at Presswood Golf as well. Court Street in Syracuse, if you're in and around central New York, get on over to Presswood Golf. Also want to mention the huge support from the Swan and Whitaker families throughout the year of 2021 here on the program. Uh, and also a big time thanks to our good, good pals over at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Become a better leader both personally and professionally at the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on today to vcgtransforms.com. That's vcgtransforms.com. Well, it is Travers Week. The entries are not yet known, but we do have an idea of some of the folks uh, who, uh, who who will be uh, the jockeys and, and some of the folks from a horse standpoint, right, that'll be racing as the premier three-year-olds in the country. Let's talk with the turf rider, horse racing insider for the Buffalo News it's Gene Kirshner. He's on uh, Twitter at Equispace, a must-follow, and uh, is a terrific, terrific, terrific horse racing uh, uh, handicapper and insider, you name it. And oh, by the way, he is the director of the Buffalo Sports Hall as well. So make sure you go check out what they do at Buff Sports Hall on Twitter. Gene, how are you, buddy? Big week. Thanks, Mike. Let, let's, yeah, let's get into this thing. I mean, obviously, as we record this, we don't know the, the, the full entry list uh, into the Travers, but I mean, we can assume that essential quality will be in there, right? Um, and we can assume that uh, some others will, will be in this thing. Is, is a Rombauer going to be in it? You know, how do you see the field right now? What would be your crystal ball? Um, well, they, Naira did uh, release probables last week, uh, last Thursday. So right now there looks to be seven uh, potential uh, starters. Uh, you're right, Essential Quality is one of them, the, the Jim Dandy winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep keep me in mind, who came in second in the Jim Dandy. Uh, and then uh, a couple of horses that came out of the Curlin, Dynamic One, who's a Pletcher uh, trainee, uh, that won the Curlin and the second place horse there for Chad Brown, Miles D, mm-hmm. uh, will be running. And then uh, uh, a horse that, uh, that, that fared fairly well in the Derby Midnight Bourbon, who finished sixth, uh, clipped heels in the Haskell and, uh, you know, lost his rider, uh, Lucia is in that race. So he, um, he is probably one of the bigger threats coming into essential quality. And then King Fury tried the, uh, the grass and the Saratoga Derby, uh, back to dirt for Kenny McPeak. And then Masquerade is the, uh, the seventh, uh, 
Uh, Ron Bauer has not been listed as uh, one of the seven at this point, and I, I don't expect to see him. Um, but, you know, a seven-horse seven field, I mean, some pretty quality horses in there. Obviously, it's essential, essential qualities uh, race. You know, he's the horse to beat, obviously. Um, you know, the Belmont Stakes winner and, uh, you know, finished very strongly in the Derby fourth uh, with probably one of the longer trips, uh, you know, outside wide trip the whole way around in the Derby. So, um, looking forward to, uh, you know, a good race on Saturday in the 152nd Travers. No doubt, as am I. Um, Bourbonic is an interesting one because... I mean, this horse was nominated for the Travers, right? And that's obviously a Pletcher horse as well. He won the Wood Memorial way back in April, which seems like ages ago. Um, but he's he he's probably not going to be in this field. No, Burbonic is going to point towards the uh, Pennsylvania Derby. Oh, okay, um, that's what's which next. Is, um, which is next month, um, and a million dollar race down in uh, down at Parks. So he uh, Pletcher is going to pass uh, on this race with him. Uh, and go go all in on dynamic one. Okay, bourbonic, not bourbonic, because uh, you don't pronounce it like the drink, apparently. <laughs> right? Is that the uh, is that the secret I sauce? I've heard right. it both ways. So I think, I think you're I think you're right. So the bourbon horse in this race is Mid- midnight bourbon. I'll tell you <laughs> what I have been so impressed, and I don't know you know, what the exact rankings are now. I think I heard my man Kevin Rich on radio yesterday say something to the tune that Luis Saez is the maybe the, the leading jockey in Saratoga right now. I, I don't I don't know if that's correct. Um yeah. but he he yeah. and the two yeah. guys that wanted the two guys Gene I wanted to bring up were, were Saez and Joel Rosario. They they look really, really good right now. Oh for sure. So through um through yesterday Saez has forty nine wins. And he's absolutely dominating the uh, the jockey standings. Uh, Jose Ortiz uh, is in second, ten back. His brother Irad is thirteen back. And Irad skipped yesterday to ride up in Toronto in the Queen's Plate, where he won uh, aboard Safe Conduct. But yeah, Rosario's the, like he's he's at twenty. He's in fifth place at twenty seven. But he's been on the turf for riding very well. Um, you know, you, you always gotta pay attention when he's in a race because he's a an excellent jack. He knows how to, you know, he's got a good timer in his head uh, from a jockey perspective and knows right when to move his horses. Have you been out a lot to Saratoga this year, Gene? No, I, I was there for a Jim Dandy weekend. Uh, so I was there for three or four days and uh, heading back uh, on Friday for uh, for the weekend. Um, New York, it's uh, New York State Sires Stakes Day on, uh, on Friday. So mostly New York bred horses will be running all day. Uh, in a number of non-graded stakes races there. I think they've got, uh, oh, geez, maybe uh, one, two, three, four, six races, uh, a non-graded stakes on uh, on Friday. And then on Saturday, um, there's a, you know, a slew of, of graded, graded races, six grade ones, wow. uh, which, is, which is great, including, you know, at the Allen Jerkins, which we'll probably see Jackie's Warrior uh, in that race, as well as Life is Good, who was part of the effort barn early on, didn't make the Derby, and now uh, is, uh, was transferred over to Todd Fletcher. So it um, doesn't look like there's going to be a real big field in the Allen Jerkins, but, man, it's got some uh, some decent horses in it for sure. Talking some horse racing with my man Gene Kirchner on Twitter at Equispace and, of course, the uh, turf rider and horse racing insider uh, for the Buffalo News. Um the three-year-old of the year, can can we 
I mean, is it going to come down to Travers only here, do you think, as the swing race, Gene? Well, I think, you know, essential qualities, pretty much, if he wins this race, he's going to have it locked up. Yeah. Um, you know, even if he doesn't win the race and fares well in the Breeders' Cup, I think I think he's probably got it pretty well locked down at this point. Um, you know, just he's he's just a, such a good horse. And the other horses have kind of fell off. Let's not Rod Charlie does something, you know, like win the Classic. And, you know, if he runs in the Awesome again as his prep for the Classic, that's the only other horse I can see that might, might challenge him at this point. Um, you know, Midnight Bourbon hasn't won since. Uh, the Lacombe in uh, at the fairgrounds early in the early in the on the Derby Trail, so uh, I think I think essential quality can probably put a lock on it this weekend if he if he if he wins the Travers for sure. What's it been like this year for you covering the sport and having it back to what we what we knew you know before Corona? What's it been like? It's it's been refreshing just to get back you know to it. And I was I was probably one of the only turf riders who made all three of the triple crown races last year because it was very difficult to mm-hmm. number one uh, get the invite and then have to make sure you had a test 72 hours at, at all the places but being being um located in new york state that helped me out so i was able to get to both belmont and the travers last year but it was just so just so weird uh you know watching a race with no no fans and just you you can hear the sounds of the horses you know feeding and, and going forward and uh, thumping on the ground and just it, it, listening to the jockeys, you know, you know, as they cross the wire, you know, emit screams of joy. <laughs> it's just, it's just a different experience. But man, it's been great to get back to it. I mean, it was, I think for me, it was the first sense of getting back to normal at the Derby when they they had about fifty thousand there. It just, it seemed like you know things were back. Being at a sporting event with fans and, and whatnot. The, the Preakness and the Belmont limited fans to 10,000, so it did, didn't have the same feel as the Derby, but just being back to Saratoga with, you know, 36,000 there on uh, Jim Dandy weekend, it was great, and I'm, I'm expecting there'll be a pretty decent crowd in the in the mid-40s to, to upper 40s on uh, Saturday. Okay, this past Saturday, uh, the Alabama, I thought it was an awesome race. Um, obviously, every day at Saratoga, you get million different races that are amazing and storylines galore the two-year-olds prepping for next year and the three-year-old circuit uh, i mean the whole thing is just amazing but the alabama continues to impress what a great day it was this past weekend and and, and how about this horse mallet hat man i mean I, you know pletcher and velasquez strike again number one number two you know this horse now has wins in the kentucky oaks in the alabama in the ashland uh, those are all G1s, won the Coaching Club American Oaks. Uh, I'm telling you, th- th- this, is one of the, this is one of the truly terrific three-year-old fillies here we've seen in a long time. Yeah, the Shedwell uh, filly out of, uh, sorry, by Curlin out of uh, AP Min- Indian Mary. I've obviously had the stamina. And there's not many races that the, uh, the girls run a mile and a quarter. This is one of them. Sure. Uh, next weekend, uh, this weekend, we'll see the pers- personal ensign for the, uh, for the older Phillies and mares, but uh, she definitely had the stamina to, do, to, to to get the mile and a quarter, and she avenged her loss in the Oaks uh, Coaching Club Oaks to Maracuja, and just uh, just didn't didn't really get got bottled up a little bit on the inside, and didn't have a chance. But man, she uh, Malathot really showed her stuff, you know, 
taking on that field on the on the backside. I thought Army Weiss was really going to come on. The Oaks, the Iowa Oaks winner was uh, was right there at the end, but Malta just kind of breezed by her, you know, at the 16th pole, and it was over from you know at that point forward. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, the distaff, the Breeders' Cup distaff is run at a mile and an eighth. Uh, and there's some, you know, some really good horses in that division, Latruska and uh, She Dares the Devil. Um, you know, to, to put her, that three-year-old filly up against them will be very interesting at Delmar uh, in November for sure. Okay, before I let you go, I want to get into a little bills with you because we're sneaking up on the season. You're in the Buffalo area. Uh, how, how crazy is it right now, the mania and the anticipation for this season for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, we're, we're at the DEFCON 4 already, pretty much. Uh, the, the fans are really into it. And, uh, you know, I have a hard time. You know, we're, we're at peak Saratoga season, so I don't, don't get too uh, excited. But, man, the opening game against the Steelers oh. should, be, uh, should be quite a sight. And uh, they look sharp. I mean, uh, uh, knowing now that we've got a, a guy that can back up, something happens to Josh. We got Trubisky right there, who uh, you know did some good things this weekend and showed that he's still got his stuff. And you know he's a young quarterback too. You know drafted number two, and uh, things just didn't work out in Chicago. But you know he, he seems to have found a home here with us, and uh, it seems like our running game and uh, is going to be improved. Both those guys, Moss and Singletary, really went to work this summer to to bolster their uh, their games and uh, their conditioning. And I think I think they're ready to go, and I think Bean did a great job in the draft, um, you know, shoring up the defensive line. You know, some of the edge guys that he got looks like that Russo looks like he's going to be a monster. So, yeah, pretty, pretty excited here. Uh, it should be a, an interesting season. We've got a tough schedule, but, uh, you know, one more to say, but go Bills, you know. Yeah, no, no doubt. Do, do you think that they can handle the pressure and the hype Part Gene, I mean that—that's the one thing. And I think last year, as they won and the target started to get bigger and all that, they—they—they they, they were handling games over and over again. I, I seem to think that 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 won't get in the way. I, I think that just the competition on the field, you know, will be the end all, be all. Whether they they win because they're better or they lose because they're not right. But like, there's a lot of things in between there that get in the way in sports many times, as you know. And pressure and hype are both. In, in that in that group, can, can can they handle that? Do you think? I think so. I think so. I think I think the coaching staff there does a really good job of keeping them focused on one game at a time, and you know, not not looking down the road and just focusing on getting that win and you know that victory Monday, and you know, doing it game by game as opposed to you know trying to do it too much. If they can beat early in the season, it won't be a bad thing either. Because yeah. if they just if they do start getting you know big heads and start reading the clippings a little too much, you know, a loss can always put them back in the perspective and get them back to work. But I, I think this group is pretty, uh, you know, I think there's enough veterans on the team that, that will be able to corral some of that enthusiasm and keep them focused on what they need to do. I think they've got a good group of captains that uh, are pretty, you know, even-keeled and, you know, they some of them have been around, so they know, you know, the other side of the coin. You know what? Before I let you run, why don't you give a quick plug for the Buffalo Sports Hall? Yeah, we're um, we're uh, we're putting in uh, Aiden's up these uh, on October thirteenth uh, in in Buffalo, and uh, um, it's a it's a it's a it's a good group of uh, um, 
of athletes. Um, we it, we didn't have our dinner last year, so we're really uh, hoping that uh, we um, can can um, have a night have a nice uh, event that night. Uh, hopefully things you know ho- hopefully Delta stays uh, you know out of out of the out of the way for us, and we can you know somewhat get back to normal. But we we hold it at the uh, Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Um, John Beeline is probably one of our headliners going in this year. Nice. Um, you know, the coach from, um, from Niagara County who, uh, you know, at one time coached here at Canisius College and, you know, went on to big, big things. Uh, he was at, by the know, way, he was, he was, he was at Richmond when I was at St. Bonnie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. So he was, uh, in the eight times, same time you were going to school there. That's great. Yeah. Mike Robitaille, who I'm sure oh, yeah. you've uh, heard of, uh, you know, uh, former Buffalo Saber great John Butler, who was uh, yep. going in uh, posthumously, uh, a former GM of the Bills. Uh, so we have it's a, it's a great group. We've got a father and daughter team going in oh. from uh, Williamsville South. Uh, it's Julie Gentner Murphy, you know, multi-sport star, uh, Division Three All-American in field hockey, and uh, was a tremendous championship softball coach at, at Lily South. Wow. And uh, her her late father is also going in, who was a three-time state champ uh, as championship softball coach there at Williamsville South. So, um, a sprinter that sprinted at Alabama, Lamar Smith, is a, just uh, out of Bennett High School, holds uh, two of the oldest boys' tracks, track records in Western New York, 100-yard dash, and one of them. So, and then we we, um, we highlight a team every year. The 1958 UB football team is going to be uh, kind of honored. They're, they're not being inducted; they're being honored. Um, you know that team won eight and one, won the Lambert Cup. But they're probably the most interesting thing about them is they uh, declined an invitation to the Tangerine Bowl when the bowl committee denied two black members from competing in the game. So the team stood up and said, "Forget it; we're not going to the game." So it's kind of a uh, you know, we're giving that team their due, and uh, and, and to honor them uh, the night of the uh, uh, induction. Well, that's an that's an awesome class. Gene Kirshner, the outstanding horse racing insider, turf writer at Equispace on Twitter. Go get him. Go follow him. And of course, the director of the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame as well. Gene, this was incredible. Really appreciate it, man. Let's stay in touch here and enjoy this weekend, okay? Gene just does an amazing job covering the sport of horse racing. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, by the way. And we are brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, stop on over to Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. They've got it all. Mac and cheese on Thursdays and Fridays. And, of course, Fish Friday every Friday uh, as well. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Axe Exotic Pets, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 and Cicero. you got to get over there for a full detail, A to Z, inside, outside, the wax and the wash. And, hey, if you want that chrome on your car as well to just make it last that much longer, get on over to our friends at Ken's Auto Detailing. Ken and his staff just do an awesome awesome job. He'll do motorcycles, he'll do cars, he'll do trucks, he'll do everything that you ask him to do, and he'll do it at an A-plus level. And I've said it a million times, you drive off uh, the lot and you basically feel like you have a brand new car. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter Route 11 in Cicero. 
So I wanted to spend the last eight or ten minutes of the podcast talking about Miguel Cabrera and just the absolute greatness of Miguel Cabrera. Um, he just hit his 500th home run yesterday as I record this. Um, and he's, I mean, when you think about right-handed hitters in the history of the game, you think about hitters, period, in the game, he, he's right there with anybody as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, you look at the fact that he's won two MVPs. Um, he's got, you know, four batting titles. He's got two Major League Player of the Year awards. He's got a triple crown. Um, you know, won the pennant with the Marlins as a 20-year-old in 2003. Remember when he was, uh, all those big hits, the homer, I believe, off Kerry Wood in the NLCS, and then he homered off Roger Clemens in the World Series. Uh, Silver Slugger, he's won seven times. The guy has just put together just a sparkling, sparkling career, and he will be uh, in the Hall of Fame one day. He will be a shoe-in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when you look at the collective numbers, they're staggering. I mean, his batting average career is 311. Um, he's he's going to he's only 45 hits away from 3,000. I I mean, we've got what 40 games left ish this year. I, I don't know if he can get it this year, but man, I you know next year is his 20th year. I mean, all he really has to do is come back in DH, um, and, and he can do that with any American League team. Um, you know, we're dealing with a guy who's near, nearing nearing uh, seven, 600 doubles. He's got 591 of those. Um, I mentioned the 500 home runs. The 1,785 RBI uh, is just a remarkable uh, number as well. I mean, you know, and it, when you start looking at the list um, and you start seeing the names and you start rambling them off, how many people are really ahead of Miguel Cabrera in terms of RBI. Well, there's only 21. <laughs> you know, when you start getting into the 20s and the 10s and the 5s uh, on shortlists, that's pretty impressive. I mean, there's only 21 players who are ahead of Miguel Cabrera on the RBI list. And frankly, look, 500 home runs used to be a sacred. It's not as sacred now because the steroid era and all that sort of thing. But, you know, the reality of the situation is that, um, it's still pretty pretty hallowed, right? I mean, it's there's still under thirty players with five hundred home runs. It's not like we're at you know eighty. Um, and I think I'm still a firm believer that I I, I believe you know Manny Ramirez and Palmero, uh, Sosa, McGuire. They I think they all would have gotten there without the steroids, but um, they certainly didn't need to take them. A Rod, um, you know. So, but Miguel Cabrera. He, he, here are the twenty one names ahead of him. I mean, it's unbelievable. Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Cap Anson, Barry Bonds, Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Ty Cobb, Jimmy Fox, Eddie Murray, Willie Mays, Mel Ott, Carl Yastrzemski, Ted Williams, Ken Griffey Jr., Rafael Palmero, Dave Winfield, Manny Ramirez, Al Simmons, and Frank Robinson. That's it. Those 21 guys, man. And when you look at the guys he's ahead of, I mean, he's ahead of Reggie Jackson, Honus Wagner. He's ahead of Kel Ripken Jr., Jim Tomey, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, Rogers Hornsby, Harmon Killebrew, Al Kaline, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff. And so I think he probably will play in, you know, 30-plus-ish games the rest of the way. I, I, I mean, I hope he can get the 3,000 hits this year. 
because he, you know, certainly uh, would have, I think, the opportunity at that particular point, even though I, I mean, he hasn't had a horrible season this year by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, when you look at his, his numbers this year, he's actually put together for a terrible ball club in the, in the Tigers. He's put together uh, at least a respectable career, uh, not, not career year, but a respectable year. Um, you know, 246, 13 home runs and 89 hits. I mean, you know, we still have, again, we still have, you know, 35, 40 games left to play. Uh, he's played in, in, uh, in 99 of them. Um, so, you know, with X amount of games left, uh, you know, DH or first base, whatever the case may be, um, Miguel Cabrera, you know, probably will play in that 30 game range from now to the end of the year. I mean, he can find some magic in the bat. Um, if he gets 3,000 hits this year, he may just elect to retire, right? I mean, why not? I mean, it's a heck of a way to go out. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was, what, 38-ish, 39 years old, and, and he's played 19 years in the big leagues, um, you know, two MVPs, played in the World Series. He's hit over 330, um, one, two, three, four times in his career, five times in his career. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. His career OBP, by the way, is historical. It's 388, and um, his slugging is 534, um, and his OPS is 922. So those are career numbers. Um, you know, he hasn't won a World Series. You wonder if he tries to DH with a contender next year if he doesn't reach 3,000 hits. He might reach 3,000 and not make the, uh, you know, he, he may reach 3,000 and make a decision. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to leave the game, and he could come back. Um, but I, I would, I think, and it's not my career clearly, but I would think with him that if he gets 3000 hits this year, wouldn't that be a pretty darn cool way to go out? I mean, he may, he may try to go chase a championship. Um, but again, if you go to the national league, you got to play the field a lot more. Uh, Albert Pujols has gone to the Dodgers, but that was a way different situation. He was released by the angels and the Dodgers basically just picked him up and nobody else wanted him. Um, and, and it's worked out incredibly well. It's just added a little bit more depth. On occasion, they put him at first base. Uh, they'll DH him against American League teams if, if, if they're playing in that park. Uh, they'll pinch hit him on occasion, and he just looks better and fresher uh, than he did you know, before the release. Uh, totally different circumstances with Pujols than with Cabrera because Cabrera, um, you know, he'll, he'll be finishing up. I'm trying to remember what the contract stipulates here. I'm scrolling down on the... Uh, the baseball reference, um, he's set to make, oh, actually, you know what, I stand, well, he can still retire after this year for sure, but he is on contract, uh, under contract with the Tigers for two more seasons at $32 million a year. So that's just absurd money, that contract. Um, it did get to a point where it was a little, a little, a little much, you know, it, 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 it they, and they prorated a lot of it, right? They like, they front loaded, I remember back in 20, no, 2008, you know, he was making over 11 million, then over 14, and then it was 20 million, 20 million, 21, 21, 22, 22, 28, 20, and then it just got crazy. 28, 28, 30, 30, 30, 30, the last four years. Uh, and then he's set to make 32 million in 2022 and then 32 in 2023. So, you know, again, these, these are, are guaranteed contracts. He has a $30 million vesting option for 2024, and the same applies for 2025. If Cabrera finishes in the top 10 of MVP voting in those years, he's uh, an, an earliest free agent in 2024. So uh, 
that's the contract situation for Miggy. So yeah, you know what? 3,000 3, hits right now or not, uh, it just it doesn't matter. Uh, he probably he probably will play uh, because you can't leave that kind of money on the table. Anthony Castrovince of MLB.com and MLB Network, by the way, had just a remarkable piece uh, that he was the voiceover for on Cabrera, his history uh, in the game, his impact in the game. Uh, you know, just historical implementation of this guy, implications of this guy. I mean, what he's done uh, all time uh, as a right-handed hitter, as an MVP guy, uh, obviously a Hispanic player from Venezuela who's, you know, clearly made uh, such an impact both here and, of course, in his homeland. If you get a chance, go check out Anthony Castrovince's piece on MLB.com, the MLB Network uh, correspondent. He's been a past guest of this program uh, for a long time and, and going back to my radio days as well. Uh, but Anthony did a great piece for MLB Network and MLB.com, so go check that out at uh, MLB.com uh, on Miggy Cabrera, you know, kind of the link to history, comparing him to right-handed uh, hitters of days gone by with the likes of Rogers Hornsby and Aaron and Mays, and it's just a really, really, really awesome tribute to Miguel Cabrera and uh, his 500th home run this past weekend. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening in to the ML Sports Platter. Make sure that you do download, subscribe, and leave feedback uh, and a five-star review everywhere where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We're brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, our good friends over at Camillo's Golf Club, and Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Stanley Law Offices, a proud ML Sports Platter title sponsor. And again, you can visit them online at stanleylawoffices.com, stanleylawoffices.com. Personal injury lawyers, you never know what's around the corner. Stanley Law Offices is here to help. 800-608-3333. It's always personal with Stanley Law. 800-608-3333. StanleyLawOffices.com. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Welcome to Parent-Teacher Night. Oh, yes, Miss Garner. If you have one of those airline credit cards, you're probably not earning double miles on every purchase. You're right. My card only gets extra miles on some types of purchases. With the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles everywhere. Wait, but where can we use them? You can use Capital One Venture Miles on any travel purchase. Venture gets an A+. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. 
Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.